Welcome to the Adventure Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Emma Jane Fry, and after 10 years on the road, I know how hard it can be to stay fit and healthy when you're traveling. This podcast is all about how to stay fit and healthy wherever you are in the world, so let's get going. This month's theme is fitness, fun, and friendships, and whether you travel for work, business, or pleasure, I know firsthand how hard it can be to stay motivated to keep up a fitness routine when your geographical location is constantly changing. Relying on willpower alone doesn't work in the long run. If you'd love to get fit this year, stay motivated and keep yourself accountable to reaching your goals then you need a fitness event to focus on from a 5k walk for charity to the world's toughest mother when you start looking there are plenty of fun fitness based events that you can do alone or with friends which leads me to this week's podcast meet sean conway well known for his quirky take on adventure sports and adventure sean is the first and only man in history to cycle swim and run the length of britain we're talking about goal setting, time management and much more. So let's dive in. Hi Sean, thank you so much for being here. I am excited to talk fitness on the road with you today. So let's start with you. Let me know a little bit about where you are from and where you live because I know they could be two different things. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning to whatever time of the day anyone's listening. I, I'm from all over actually. I was born in Zimbabwe. <laughs> I grew up in South Africa. I have English and Irish family. So I actually have an Irish passport. Um, but I live in the Lake District, which is amazing. I'm here for good, I think. Lake District is, is I feel my soul place, mountains and, and water. I would love to know, how did you get into doing expeditions? You have done how many? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the word expedition. Let's call it in the world of adventure because everyone understands what that means. I'm I'm more like on the athletic side of things. So technically, I'm probably a sports person, but... I'm, I'm a non-professional sports person because I don't get paid to do sport. I just have to think of a think of an event um, and then try and win at it, basically. <laughs> Which is a lot harder than it sounds, to be honest. Because if you make it too easy, no one cares, and if you make it too difficult, you're not gonna you're not gonna win. So um, basically, that's my thing. I've basically carved a career in, in trying to to reach the three Fs in life for me, and it's, it's that is first furthest and fastest and I've done a world's furthest I've done a world's fastest uh, sorry no a furthest and first I haven't done it fastest that's the one that keeps eluding me I've failed three times at fastest now so I used to be a school portrait photographer do you remember school photo day when the photographer used to come in and take your portrait against that mottled background and had for all intents purposes a successful photography company I had an office and staff and I was based in the Midlands the Channel Islands of London and you know things on paper should have been good should have been good I lived in a nice part of London I drove a car I liked, I had a good network of friends, I had a successful company, but I was just miserable, like nothing challenged, I just wasn't doing anything other than earning money, basically. I didn't yeah. feel like I was changing the world or inspiring people or doing anything. So I turned 30, sold my business for a pound uh, to my business partner, and then you know, I was so miserable, I thought, right, that's it, I'm just going to go off traveling. But I had no money, because you can be sure, you know, especially when you live in London, you, you earn a lot of money, but you do spend it. And, you know, stupidly, all you do is, when you earn more money, you don't actually, your lifestyle doesn't change all that much. I, I just found, and it was my own fault, I just bought more expensive versions of the things I already had, you know. So I thought, right, let me go traveling. But, you know, I had no money to go traveling. So I thought, right, if I break a record in the travel genre, you know, in the travel space of things, maybe I'll get a sponsor. 
you know, I, I was just like, maybe I've seen people, people like Mark Beaumont cycle around the world and he had sponsors, all the polar guys, they, all the Everest guys, you know, that and girls, they all do um, golf and get sponsorship. And I thought, right, well, you know, maybe I could do that. And then I thought, right, well, what can I do? Well, I can't really do anything. So I might as well just try something that will allow me to travel the most. And, you know, obviously the bicycle is probably the tool that will allow most people to travel the most for the cheapest. And, yeah, decided to cycle around the world and break the world record for that. And, yeah, worked really hard, trained really hard, trained for 40 hours a week for six months, you know, worked hard on sponsorship proposals, eventually got enough funding to pay for flights and, and some food to get me around the world and that opened it up you know and you know long story short it didn't end so well I got run over in America <laughs> I carried on but I wasn't able to break the record but what it did is it gave me the confidence that actually wow if you have a stupid crazy idea and you put it out there and you find the right people to support you you know you can kind of do anything Sean and this you know it's a personal goal and I thought right well I got back I thought oh that one didn't work so well but you know it doesn't mean the next one won't and then you know I went off and, and I mean a year later I, I was trying to actually find work for a year um, but I was getting nothing you know just when 2012 2013 yeah oh, I must apply for 100 jobs didn't even get one reply saying sorry mate you don't have it um and so that's when I thought, right, well, I better go off and do another another record. And so I failed at the fastest around the world. So I thought, right, let me do it first. Tried to become the first person to swim the length of Britain. So four and a half months later, I succeeded. And that, that kind of really opened, opened doors for me to, to carry on basically just doing silly things. And uh, I, love, I love the fact, Sean, that you're all up for kind of silly, crazy adventures because I'm definitely up for and have done my fair share of silly, crazy adventures, although I haven't made a lot of mine public, I think. My mind have been yeah, a little yeah. bit more behind closed doors. Um, so respect to you. Well, that was a, you know what? That, that, yeah. was a, um, that was a consideration in the early days, you know, and a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you're doing it because you on TV and on social media and stuff. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I would carry on doing my lifestyle, but I wouldn't do it privately, except with the, the purpose of raising money for charity. Obviously, if you do stuff publicly, you're, you, are, you are able to raise way more money for charity, and also you are able to inspire more people through your doings. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, would, that would inspire me to still do it publicly, but actually in a world where there was no social media and there were no charities, I would do it for myself. I wouldn't do it for social recognition. I wouldn't do it for likes on social media or anything. I would do it purely for myself. It just happens that if I do it in the public eye I get to raise money for charity I get to inspire people to live the three essential elements of, of life that I think everyone should aim for which is eat healthier get fitter and spend more time outside I think if we all do those three things we we will have a better well-being and the easy way to do that is just to have a physical goal in your life whatever it is that's actually what I've been talking about this month and I think because I work with adventure travelers business travelers people who are trying to stay fit and healthy on the road and it's hard you know when your geographical environment is constantly changing it's tough and I actually Sean interviewed over 50 travelers to find out what the hardest thing about health and fitness on the road was and staying motivated enough to maintain a fitness routine was the number one answer so I would love to know how have you formed healthy habits over the years I don't think I have healthy habits to be honest (laughs) I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. I'm all or nothing, really. I I thrive on goals. Uh, so if I don't have a, like a really big goal in mind or a project that I'm working on, I, I probably won't do much towards it. So the thing that I always have is I have sort of a, a whiteboard, a 
um, in my office with just ideas on it. And, you know, and they might not be all like go and, you know, row around the world. And, you know, it might be small stuff. Like I'm into knife making, for example, and, you know, and I have this ultimate knife I want to make. It's got a nice mahogany handle and it's an open and closed sort of lock knife type thing. And it's, it's going to be a fishing a fishing knife. And that's my goal. So I have that, you know, that's written down. And one day I hope to make that knife. I would love to know, do you, when you are planning and when you're thinking about goals that you want to reach, do you still have self-doubt? And, you know, what do you do to build confidence when it comes to committing to a fitness event? Well, earlier on in life, I had loads of self-doubt. I really didn't believe much in myself. Um, over the years, you know, and that's, again, why I believe by doing physical challenges, it boosts your confidence. My confidence yeah. has grown and I, I'm now at a stage where I really do, you know, I really do believe I can almost do anything. However, that said, I'm not flippant about it. I am realistic, you know, because there's a lot more than just your physical ability to go off and do some of these attempts. You know, there's political situations, there's financial obligations, there's friends and family that you've got to, you know, think about who are going to stay back home and, and various things like that. And, and also my body type, for example you know i can say yes i definitely i want to become a sky runner and i'm gonna go and beat killian journey up the matterhorn but you know the reality is i'm 37 years old i weigh 10 kgs more than him you know i'm not saying it's impossible but i i don't have the body type to compete in those yeah. fast vertical climbs right so you know i'm realistic about that as well i i could never be a fault a big rower for example i'm too short to you know to smash big rowing big rowing records um so it's about it's about being realistic i hate saying oh you gotta be realistic because that mm. sounds a bit negative you know yeah um, I, I what i don't want to say is you know i think people can be a bit flippant nowadays by saying you can do whatever you want just because you want it you know and and the reality is you know i think i don't want to say oh you know know your limits because there are no limits, you know, there really are no limits. But I couldn't be a world-class jockey, for example, because again, I'm about 20 kgs too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, work with your assets. That's probably a better way of doing it. Yeah. You know, work with your assets, know what you're into, know what you're good at. Um, certain body types will be way better at certain things than, than other things. Certain people who live geographically, you know, I, I was really good at um, cycling sort of time trialing because I lived in a flat part of, of the country. I lived in the middle of yeah. the Worcester, but I was no good on the hills because I just, <laughs> I, I couldn't do any hill climbing, you know. I now live in, in Cumbria and I've become really good at hill climbing on the bike, but pretty rubbish at, <laughs> at the flat stuff now. So um, just work, work with what you got, you know, and I think we, we, it's too easy to go on social media and look at what everyone else is doing and, and thinking that everyone's got it worked out, but no one's got it worked out, you know. Um, find what you're into, work, you know, find what your what talents you have and work on them. And that's when I think you'll, you'll feel yeah. that you've achieved and made the most out of your time on this planet. John, what would be your top tips for people trying to stay fit and healthy on the road, whether, whether that's the kind of adventure traveler or a business traveler, just people that are on the road, you know, through choice or from having to work, what would be your top tips to stay fit and healthy on the road? Well, so for me, the biggest struggle isn't actually the motivation. Um, for me, it's, it's nutrition. That's the, and also just spending more time outside. Because if you're in a car or in a building, in a meeting, you know, you're spending less time outside. 
um, you're probably not eating that healthily because you, you're either eating out or you're just stopping at a service station. So you'd have to just plan time management, I think, would be the thing. I think if we all worked on our time management a little bit. Uh, yeah. I said it in one of my videos recently that, you know, we should divide our day into eight hours work, eight hours sleep, eight hours play, which is obviously wholly unrealistic. But <laughs> in theory, in theory, it's, it's a nice idea, right? I like, the, I like the idea of eight hours play. Yeah, but um, obviously, you know, we've got life chores that will eat into eight hours play, which is sad, but that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. But you can make them fun. You know, I, I'm like, ah, oh, dishes. I hate doing the dishes. Probably the one, my one downside. Well, actually, I have many downsides. But you know what? If you hate doing the dishes and it eats into your playtime, why don't you do something in that time that becomes a playtime? So I've been listening to audiobooks during mm. during the dishes, and then actually, technically, that's kind of then playtime because I'm learning yeah. and I'm listening to audiobooks, and it's all kind of fun. So um, time management, yes, that is very. I would say time management. I think if you can get on top of your time management, if you write lists, you know, I'm a big list man, you realize actually you kind of do have time, you know, because I think half the time you don't have is worrying about having no time. And actually, if you just wrote it down, you'd realize, oh, actually, I kind of do have 15 minutes there. Because remember, you know, 15 minutes is better than zero minutes. Obviously, it'd be nice to do an hour each day, but if you don't have that, um, yeah, absolutely. do what you can, you know, whether it's in your hotel room um, or, or, or various things, you know. Yeah, so time management, nutrition, definitely getting outside. There are, they are, yeah, they are the, definitely the top three that I would also teach people about with health and fitness. Sean, we just have time for the lightning round. So all you have to do is fill in the blanks here. My favorite book, tool, or resource is? Uh, my favorite book is the, the Power of One by Bryce Courtney, Australian author, who wrote a book about a kid growing up in Africa. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I can't give too much away because then mm-hmm. you okay. kind of know the books. Um, but yeah, it's about this kid who just grows up in a part of Africa that was split by two types of sort of racism. There was the black-white racism and then the English-Afrikaans, um, Dutch racism as well towards each other. So and he was kind of caught up in the middle and it's really interesting on how he progresses through life and it's kind of inspiring. Whenever I read it, I think, ah. Oh, I want to to be like, be like him. (laughs) (laughs) I love books that make you have those kind of feelings. Okay, that's one. The best advice I ever received was? Uh, To take more photos during my travels. Um, Mm. Yeah, so a guy called Nick Sanders, who had the world record for cycling around the world. When I was attempting it, I was getting some advice from him. And he said, mate, you know, you'll forget the record. If you get the record, it'll be forgotten pretty soon. You'll probably forget it pretty soon. Uh, and your memory isn't as good as you think it is. They say, well, you take to the grave of memories, but trust me, <laughs> you haven't met me. I have an awful memory. So take loads of photos, generally. Honestly, I, I wish my grandparents had had cameras back, obviously, when they were growing up, because it would have been wonderful to scroll Imagine, through. Imagine, yeah, that's really interesting. That would have been amazing. So, um, take more photos, because your memory is definitely not as good as you think it is. Absolutely. Okay, best purchase for under $100? Well, I'm going to say my knife sharpener at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. How much did it cost? Uh, the knife sharpener, I think, was only 20, 20 quid, I think. A personal habit that yeah. contributes to my success is? Mine. Uh, low IQ, probably. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just a bit stupid, and then, therefore... Is it, is it, your, knife, is it your knife sharpener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um, I, I'm stubborn, I think. Yeah, um, I'm quite stubborn. So that helps, helps me kind of soldier through, I guess, when maybe sometimes I probably should give up. <laughs> okay. Do you have a favourite quote, Sean? I do, and arrogantly, it's one I made up. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to say it anyway Good. with confidence, and then Good. people will believe it. <laughs> um, I've always said adventure isn't always about rowing oceans or climbing mountains. Adventure, in its purest form, is simply a way of thinking. And I really truly believe in that because you don't have to go and do all these big things. You can just you know add spice to your life by changing the way you go to work, changing you know the meals you normally eat. You know, there's loads of ways you can be adventurous, you know? and if you do that more, you'll feel healthier and happier. I truly believe it. Absolutely. Now you are in the Lake District, um, and I would love to know what are the best. If somebody's visiting or just passing through, what are the best health and fitness kind of activities to do in the area, Lake District? Ah, oh, Lake District has everything, literally everything. Ooh. So it's got mountains. So you can mountain bike, you can fell run, you can hike, walk, scramble, scree run. You're all the lakes, so you can swim, kayak, stand up paddleboard, take a boat out. You know. You can't surf too much, but you're not far from Scotland, actually, when you're here. Yeah, you can road biking, literally, you can almost do, obviously, mountaineering and climbing, which I'm not, not into yet. I'm going to do that later in life, hopefully. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's literally, it is, you can almost do everything here. Uh, and this is why I love it. That's why I moved here. <laughs> wonderful. I will leave all of the links and the information in the show notes, but if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? My Instagram Sean Conway Adventure. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And your website? Uh, SeanConway.com. If you just search me, you'll be able to find I'm the guy with the big ginger beard and not the guy that looks like a politician in America. (laughs) He's He's my competition. Thank you so much for listening to the Adventure Cafe podcast. If you want more, then head over to my website, www.emmajanefry.com. And before you go, don't forget to head over to iTunes, leave a review and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hold up. 